0: Welcome to, in my home opinion, of podcast is... Oh, wait. Welcome to getting ranked. Even if you're last, at least you're... Wait. Nope. Cinema? Nope. Brother Brother Podcast. My God, it's been so long, I forgot how to do this thing. Brother Brother Podcast. The podcast is part therapy, part tongue and cheek, and all real talk. John, it's been forever since we sat down to talk... How are you doing?
1: I am doing better now. I had a rough start to the week, but we'll get into that when we get to the Carson Corner.
0: Hells yeah. So the reason this thing is so late is because I went, uh, we were going to take a week off because of, um, I was, I went to Australia. We'll get back to that in the Carson Corner. Um, and then when I got back, uh, we were, I was off for a couple of days and we even did a mini mode for getting ranked. Um, and then you're like, well, do you want to do, um, you know, record? And I was like, eh, let's, let's do it on normal time. Normal time comes around and then this thing called a hurricane comes through. And it's weird because Hurricane Michael, uh, was not, you know, nobody heard about it until, or was really all that concerned about it. So like the day that it hit, you know, and then it just fucked up the Eastern Seaboard. Um, and like it came through and it was funny because it came through fast and strong but it was only in, uh, affecting Charlotte for like 2 3 hours or so but like the after effects of all that is is what screwed things up because like i was out of power for almost a day um and then um yeah so yeah so like i was out of power for a day which is funny because when Florence came florence stuck around for a couple of days and we didn't lose you know any power really i think i lost power for like an hour but like when when michael came through those couple hours it wasn't just the power too it was like cell service was shitty and spotty everywhere so it was just like man these storms are you know picking up and it's just i think we're all kind of lucky that you know we haven't really been devastated by anything yet but you know like The way climate change is is occurring, um, I I think that that is not something that's going to, you know, stick around. That we're going to have to get used to these super storms and these storms that, you know, go from tropical storm to like, uh, uh, you know, category four and five or whatever overnight. So um, I feel bad for my folks in Florida because they're going to be the ones like, you know hit continually, you know, them and, and like New Orleans and people on the coast yeah, and stuff. I was going to
1: say the the panhandle and the Gulf there, cities like New Orleans and, and Houston, uh, 10 years from now, I wouldn't be surprised if we're talking about, do we move these cities back? Do we abandon them? Because it's now been three straight years of really strong, insane storms that have caused massive flooding, um, uh, insane winds and the Gulf isn't getting cooler.
0: Right. I mean, they just had a report that came out and said uh, before scientists were telling us that we need to be try and reduce the temperature of the Earth by like uh, two degrees and or two or three degrees or something like that, and we're well past that. And they're saying if we don't get it reduce it uh, one what one point five or something in the next twelve years, then this. You know the Earth is not gonna be habitable for for humanity for very much longer than that, and it's just it's so weird. What what I find so frustrating is that all the people in charge are not gonna be here to reap what they sow. You know, but like they've got grandchildren and children who will be here, and I just don't. I I guess if if all you care about is yourself, then I, I can understand that. But like, you know, people like Florida, uh, they're seeing these effects right here and now, and they still don't give a flying fuck. You know. I mean, you have Scott and them banning certain words out of scientific reviews and things like that. You have the same thing going on here in North Carolina. Uh Wilmington, they got fucked by Florence and then uh Michael comes along and that doesn't help anything. It's like and that's the thing that's really going to screw people over is it's not just getting hit once. It's uh getting hit, you know, twice or three times because you know Puerto Rico is still not up to 100%, and God forbid if they get hit again, you know.
1: And not not only that, the people think the big damage is when the storm hits and then moves through. There are places in South Carolina and North Carolina who are realizing that, like, you get hit on the way, you know, as it comes through, as it makes landfall, or as it brushes up the coast. But all that flooding inland, those rivers lead to the ocean, so those ocean-bound cities and the places along those rivers every time it floods now they're going to just keep getting hit by the initial storm and then inundated by the waters as they come back from inland out to shore like there's so much disaster so much we shouldn't be here this is this all is and has been preventable for a long time but because, basically, like, 15 corporations want to make a shitload of money and don't give a fuck about the rest of us and the people who are being devastated. I mean, think about these small Caribbean islands. They're not putting tons and tons of smog into the air and and carbonates into the air that are causing, you know, the rise in, in temperature. And But they're the ones who are in the target zone.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And, and, like... I heard that something like a hundred companies or something are responsible for 70% of the pollution or something in the world. And it's like, it's things like that. It's like, you know, you and I can do what we do, you know, recycling. And, you know, if you want to do ride sharing and all that crap and riding bikes to work, but it's like, until we deal with these corporations who are really screwing things up, there's not much that we can, you know, do to affect things. Exactly. But, uh, enough of that soapbox. Um, uh, let's talk about, I guess we can talk about my Australia trip, or do you want to talk about, uh...
1: No, go, go with Australia. Go with Australia. Okay. Tell the folks so, about your trip.
0: Yeah, right, because people have been asking, and I was like, yeah, we'll talk about it here, and then getting here just took longer than, than expected. Things came up, and... Yeah, so anyway, so <laughs> my trip, uh... This is how I, like, hmm. it, it was a bit of a mixed bag, and a mixed bag because of... A lot of conditions that weren't in our control, some unfortunate accidents, and then just, I'll say traveling. Oh God, man. Uh, well, they're not going to listen. I don't know if anyone does listen, but I know they won't. Uh, <laughs> I'll say traveling with people who just you're not travel com- you're not travel compatible. I'll, I'll put it like that. Uh, so, like it was like uh, our company gave out these like free pass trips you know because i work for uh, an airline and we got this really prestigious award and then they were like we're going to reward everybody with two free round trip tickets anywhere confirmed so i was like fine i use one to go to rome and then i was going to use this one to go to australia i had always always planned to go to australia with this ticket and so i was like cool i'm going to do that then my friends were like hey do you want to we, – we're going to go to Australia. I was like, fine, yeah, I'll, I'll hop on board. So we all decided to go to Australia together. And I've been to, like, Thailand with these some of them, Mexico, and it was great times, you know. But we were doing a week in Australia. First day we get there, beautiful. It was – you know, the trip actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be, 20 hours. And, and it's not 20 hours total. It's just – Twenty hours from Charlotte to LA, and LA to Sydney was a total of twenty hours. So anyway, um, we get there day one. We go to the zoo, which was pretty cool, except for I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not gonna say this that they they drug their animals, but uh, nobody was all that active, and like to the point where like, Jonathan, what's the one thing that you know about kangaroos?
1: Um, they have pouches
0: okay but like interacting with them okay maybe maybe this isn't well known i thought it was well known but like the thing you they i see a lot about kangaroos and something like people would say is don't get too close to them because they kick people right you know like they're they're a bit aggressive and these kangaroos like (laughs) i saw this japanese woman she got right up on it with a selfie stick and everything and i was like i'm about to watch a woman get kicked and that thing was just laying down just like kill me, you know, like...
1: Well, Reg, it's, it's a captive kangaroo. It's probably one that's not from the wild, so... Yeah. That's I a,
0: guess. That, that could be it.
1: Like, that's the thing. There's a difference between creatures that... That's the reason why you can tell a creature that has been born in captivity versus born in the wild. It doesn't have mm-hmm. its instincts. It doesn't have fear, you know? Right. So, it's used to being seen all day. It's used to being seen by a bunch of different people and strangers, so... It probably, I mean, it could be that they're drugged, I mean, that could be possible, but I think it's more likely that it's just a captive kangaroo. Because
0: they had this one habitat where you could actually walk through, and, like, they were just walking around, you know, and that was cool and all, but then, like, I guess you would say the the ones like the emu and the ostriches, which are kind of, you know, I don't know, it's like, I always hear how they just go out and attack people, like, the ostriches are like the turkeys of, of Australia or something. And, like, they were just, they were like, I've, I've got nothing to do with anything. And I was just like, uh And I kind of felt bad. It was one of those things where, like, uh, when I went to Thailand, I rode an elephant because I was like, I'm going to ride an elephant. This is so cool. But then when I got on it and it was doing, I was like, oh, my God, I'm contributing to the beast of this fucking animal. Uh, And that's kind of how I felt with the zoo. Like, I know that zoos do a lot of good as far as contra- conservation and everything. So, like you have to take the good with the bad but like i i had conflicted emotions but anyway so that was the first day and like and here's the thing that sucked about it like it was raining the whole almost the whole time we were in australia in sydney and they were like it hasn't rained like it hasn't rained in two years i was like what so the one week we're here it starts to downpour and shit. Like, even my Airbnb got a bit flooded and I I, uh, couldn't use the room because of mold and shit. And I was like, fuck, man. So, whatever. I'm like, I'm going to make it do what it does. You know, like a little rain is not going to prevent me from enjoying this trip to its fullest. So then the second day, we, they're like, let's get some stuff for you for the week, you know, food shift. And I'm like, okay, cool. Let's do that. We went to this mall. It was a freaking brilliant mall. Like, and and here's something else Australia so full of Asians and I'm not saying that as like as a bad thing but like people talk about sometimes how Australia can be a bit um racist I never felt more welcome than like a, a foreign country than I did in in Australia and I think it's because like they love Americans I guess but anyway uh but then when we get finished shopping they were like done for the day i was like we're not doing anything all day you know so i was like whatever so we played, kind of just hung out and stuff and i was thinking the whole time I was thinking i kind of wish i was here with with jonathan and becky and uh Aronde and christine because we would have killed sydney jonathan i'm telling you you would have lived it up and i was like just, just to back in my mind, I'm like, just gonna, you know, enjoy it, right? Next day, we're, we're gonna go to the aquarium and Madame Toussaint's, uh, wax. Toussaint, so, thank you. I always say it wrong. The, the wax museum. And unfortunately on the way, um, uh, one of the producers I was traveling with, uh, her husband was with us and, and her mom, uh, he, Slipped on the train and, and like messed up his leg and whatnot. So he had ended up having to go to the hospital, which really sucked. And it was like, cause we were worried we weren't sure what was wrong. And like the whole time I'm checking in with them to try and figure things out. So we get down to the aquarium and we're like, after he gets, goes to the hospital in the ambulance, we get to the aquarium and we do our thing. But then when we're done with that, I'm like, okay, so what are we going to do next? And they're like, well, I want to go back. And I'm like, we had just been here for, like, three hours or so. Like, that's it. And I was like, there's so much stuff to do. And they were just done. And it was just one of those things, Jonathan, where I'm telling you, it was like, you, the people you travel with can really affect your 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 um travel experience because, like, you know, if they're not willing to do, just do anything, like it kind of limits what you can do and enjoy. And like, I was starting to like get really pissed because I was like, we're in Sydney and you guys don't want to do anything. I just don't understand it. And and on the worst case scenario is I was like, I'll just leave and you guys can go back and I'll meet you back. But the thing was, no, they, you're with people and you think, Hey, we're all adults here. We can figure shit out, but they couldn't figure out or were unwilling to figure out how to get back. And it was just one of those things. I was like, They're starting to ruin my own experience. And I'm like, this is a trip of a lifetime and it sucks. So then the next day I was like, I'm just taking off by myself. I don't know what you guys are going to do, but I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to go enjoy Sydney. And and it was funny too, because the minute I got downtown off of the bus and stuff, sun came out and it was a gorgeous day. I'm telling you freaking perfect. I, I went everywhere. I went to the botanical garden I went to the opera house, did a tour of the Bay, I went to a couple of museums, and I was like, being unburdened with other people was, it's just kind of amazing, because, and what sucks is, like, they're friends, but at the same time, like, they were going to ruin my experience, and then I get back to the place at, at, like, 7 or 8 o'clock, I was like, so what did you guys do all day, and they were like, well, we were going to go to the souvenir shop, but by the time we left, it was closed and so we just played like they just watch television and play games all day i was like you could do that in charlotte you know and it's just mind boggling to me that it just seems like such a wasted opportunity you know
1: well it just doesn't make sense to me cuz it's like you're flying and for me it's it's a, it's even bigger like it's not just that you're going to a foreign country you're going to australia it's not Easy to get to. It's not easy to get to if you live in fucking California. You know, like the the idea that you flew from the east coast, literally three quarters of the way around the world, and you stayed at the Airbnb and played Uno and Spades or whatever the hell you were doing. Like, why would you waste your time, your money, your effort? Why would you fly forty hours to not see as much as you could? Right. Like I would have been like, yo. I'm trying to be I'm trying to catch the last bus back every single night and just be exhausted when I wake up in the morning so I can get the first or second bus back so I can just keep eating through this big ass city, seeing the culture, seeing the people, eating the food. Like it's Yeah, because I
0: mean even that I was like when we were talking about what we're going to do for the next day, planning stuff, we're like, "Okay, let's leave by 8:30 so we can get stuff done, right?" Didn't get out of the house at nine thirty, ten o'clock. And I was like, this is just so fucking ridiculous. And the whole time I kept thinking, man, I'm with the wrong people. Because even talking about going to, like, museums, oh, man, you want to do all this cultural stuff? I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you people? It's like, when's the next time you're going to be able to go? Like, like I went to this one place. This It was a really small museum, like, in and out, like, 10, 15 minutes tops. And it was talking about, you know, how uh australia was originally a um you know penal colony and it was like an old courthouse and stuff like that and like you could walk through and see the governors where the governor sat and, and where the judges were and all that stuff and it was like i mean i was in and out 10 minutes tops and it was amazing you know just i went through a couple of parks there was this food festival that they had going on and i i, I tripped through there and i'm just like it's i don't know it's just it seems like such a wasted opportunity and i i felt bad for them because like i don't know it's just felt bad because i feel like they don't know what they missed you know if that makes any sense
1: well i kind of feel like they to them that it's not missing it like they would not have enjoyed going to a art museum or looking through the botanical gardens because them it's just plants and it's just paint on a canvas you know it's yeah, it's just a matter like you said it's a different class of uh, of traveler not to sound elitist or anything but that's really right. what it comes down to like just travel expectations I guess yeah.
0: but but then I'm like so why would you go to Australia then I'm like what's in it for you what did because at the end of the day all the photos I had to take I did shit like but what did they do like, they didn't even get to the opera house That that's what I don't get it's like you went to Sydney and didn't get to the opera house that's like going to I don't know, like, that's like going to New York and not going to the Empire State Building or, or the, Statue
1: uh, Liberty Statue or, of Liberty. No, it's, or going to Paris and not seeing... The, the, Eiffel the, the Eiffel Tower. And that's the thing about it, it's just like, I'm not even talking about taking the tour up to the top, I'm talking about just getting there, sitting right. underneath it.
0: Because, like, I didn't take the tour inside the, uh, opera house, which you could do, but, I mean, the fact that you could be there, like, I... I bought some stuff from these uh, uh, aborigine guys aboriginals aborigine i
1: think it's aborigine
0: okay and i'm like so that's like one of the souvenirs that i have for me you know i'm like what did they have like they were gonna go to some shop where everything's made in china and bring that shit back i'm like i just and i get it because like a couple of people they had an accident so you know their trip was done day 2. Yeah. I get that. That makes sense. I'm, you know, and and I I don't I, I get where that, you know, that's fucked up and it sucks. God man, it sucks and I feel so bad for them for them because it's like you had all this stuff that you wanted to do but you couldn't because of this accident, you know. But at the same time, but but the other people like they just I don't know, I just I just I just don't get it. You know, like you see people who are like, I've never left the state or I've never left the city or I don't have a passport, well I'm not going anywhere. And it's just, it feels like such a wasted opportunity. And so like people asked when I got back, like how was the trip? And I was like, well I had a good time. I can't say the same thing for everything. And like I heard from through the grapevine that one of the guys that I went with was like it was a horrible experience. I was like. How could that be a fucking it's like it's cause he didn't do anything. He didn't, he didn't, do didn't want anything. to. Yeah. Yeah, like it was so so much walking around. Like, what did you expect?
1: Well, and that's the thing. You and I know we had talked about this before the show, but it's just like you gotta and again, you gotta do research about where you're going. If you're not physically fit or if you're not physically fit and you're going to a place that requires that, then you gotta do some work on the front end before you get there. Or you just don't go to that place. Right. Or you invest the money to get a, a vehicle so that and to and or you invest the money to get a vehicle so you can drive and afford gas to go wherever you want to. But like to be like, oh, you know, I I had a terrible trip because I was too lazy and too ignorant. Right. That's on you.
0: And and the last thing I do want to say, um, you know, because I mentioned how uh, there are a lot of like Asians and stuff in Australia, like I mean, everywhere, like advertisement all that stuff and, and i'm not pointing that out for any other reason except to bring this up is like i've heard that australia is one of the most racist countries in the world i did not experience that myself like i went to italy and that racism is front Ooh, and center right in your like face. 1960s 1950s racism like yeah. that old-fashioned make america <laughs> but like australia i didn't experience but i saw it (laughs) i heard it (laughs) because there were some people that were like oh so where are you staying and like i was like oh we're staying in chatswood and one got one lady was like oh that's where the uppity asians stay that's where the uppity chinese live and we were like oh y'all just like
1: like that huh oh y'all just like that okay and and it was weird too because
0: like as a black guy like that stuff that I know, I've heard. I know racist white people in America might say to each other, but like that's not a conversation I've ever been a part of. Like, and that was an experience. Like, oh wow. Oh, so, so this, this is, is what it's black.
1: like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You're like, is, you're like, do Americans say this to Asians about black people? Is that how are they this comfortable with them? Is this the, the right. inverse, the flip side of that coin?
0: I was like, I've never been on the. Other side of racism like that, it was just, and it was amazing because like you heard like they were out, some people were just out in the open about it like, ah fucking Chinese, and I was like, damn, yeah, that shit was just hella bonkers. So that was an experience. But I'll tell you this, Jonathan, you know want to know what the worst experience or the worst part of the whole trip? Tell me. I didn't get a fucking stamp on my on my uh passport.
1: That makes no sense to me.
0: We went through the passport thing. We get off the plane. They're like, get your stuff, get your luggage, all that junk. So we get in, and they're like, oh, you can go over here for, like, an ex- express passport service or whatever, like electronic thing. So we scan our passport. Cool. That's cool. Uh Then we go through, we have our luggage, and they're like, they're, they get to this gate, and it's just like, take off your glasses and just look straight at the camera. Look at the camera. Walk through. Um, then we're like are we through customs already like no 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 there's another thing i was like good because i want my stamp you know so uh we we go through our line have our luggage and the guy's like oh are you all together like yeah we're together and like you have anything to clear like no i was like i have medicine for like you know medical conditions like oh that's it cool uh welcome to australia have a good trip and that was it and we were outside and i was like i didn't get a stamp (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's probably because of the foreign agreements we have with them. Because we have like agreements with them, so it's like it's easier for Americans to enter. It's easy for Americans yeah. to get work visas and shit. That's probably all that is. But it's funny. I can't remember where Becky and I went, but the same thing happened. They're just like, uh, have your, you know, go along your way. And I and we were like, what about our stamp? And the guy was just like, <sighs> reaches underneath his desk and is just like, stamp, stamp. And I'm like, thank you. It yeah. matters to some of us
0: right i was like and, and then i was like man i'll just write australia in my my passport book like no because then that would be defacing government property yep, or that,
1: something yeah because then it, then it becomes invalid
0: right i was like i was so mad i was just on the outside like while we were waiting to get our, our rental i was like i didn't get a stamp this is ridiculous
1: oh well <laughs> well i gotta say my um my trip was a lot easier and i don't think it was more unique i'm sure you had a lot. You definitely saw more. You definitely saw different things than I did. But my trip was definitely more friendly. Um, this past weekend, the reason why we couldn't record, um, I was up in Lincoln, New Hampshire, uh, for the wedding of my buddy John. Two of my buddies, two of my very good friends, John and Rachel. Um, I used to live in the same building as Clark for about five years, four or five years, something like that. Uh, we're known as JC Squared we run cornhole up here uh or yeah, you do. that that's our that's our thing we run that shit um, and it was really cool because uh, there were six groomsmen i being one of them and i was the only person i was the only groomsman who wasn't family or part of the group of people that he grew up with like so his two brothers were groomsmen that's two of them um Three of his very best buddies from New Hampshire that he grew up with, lived with, from like elementary school, even younger than that. And then me, which to me was like such a huge honor because we have a lot of good friends. We're a good core of people up here. And it was just such a big honor to be selected to be um, a groomsman in that wedding. He's truly like a brother to me, so it was great to go up there. Uh, we had a blast, you know, reception, a rehearsal, reception, our pre-wedding dinner on Friday night, it's way too much drinking Friday night, and then Saturday comes, and we're in our suits, it's New Hampshire, it's not the most northern part of New Hampshire, but it's pretty up there, we're up in the mountains, and uh, we were at the Loon uh, Ski and Snowboard Resort, and it was cold. The temperature dropped 20 degrees between from friday to saturday so while we're taking pictures we're dodging the rain then the sun would come out and then the clouds would come up and then the sun would come out by the time we got to the top of the mountain to greet guests and get ready to go into the ceremony which was outdoors uh it was snowing so we got like
0: what is up with outdoor weddings i've never i've never been to one that went all correctly it always seemed like even yours i mean you guys had that horrible um um yeah what was that a hurricane that came through yeah. like well, the so, week yeah. or something like
1: that so uh, yeah nor'easter came up um, uh, which is just a big rainstorm like hurricane um went up the coast and we were supposed to have our wedding on the beach but the beach wasn't there because of the storm, so we ended up having it inside. But outside weddings are cool, and, listen, that would have been an amazing... So, I mean, it was an amazing wedding. It was just cold as fuck. Um, yeah. But, the you know, like, the site was just amazing. So, you know, there, it's this pavilion, so people are sitting down, and they're at the bottom. We're all, you know, on the, along the sides, and then behind there are just, like, three just amazing, beautiful mountains. And they're all changing colors, so it looks just like a collage that some amazing artist would have painted um it was a great a great wedding and if you you know once you get drunk enough you don't really mind the cold unfortunately for me um during the dinner uh i bit down on something and, a, and i cracked a tooth uh luckily yeah uh,
0: you, when you told me about that you were like yeah i bit down on an olive and cracked a tooth i was like oh i can't wait to hear this story so, do you know what it was, or
1: it was definitely, I mean, it
0: wasn't an
1: olive was it It was not it was an olive there was a pit in it still um and huh. and I just exacerbated it later by biting onto something really hard and just not thinking about, hey, maybe not bite on that tooth again, but I uh, cracked a tooth, had to leave the reception like twenty minutes before it ended, so I could go and get some Tylenol or some ibuprofen. Partied all through the night. Adrenaline's going. You're having fun. You're drinking. I was smoking. Hungover as fuck on Sunday. We're driving back. I get home, and my mouth hurts so much, and it just starts swelling the fuck up. So all Sunday afternoon and night, I just wanted to murder myself. Um, my sister-in-law, Esther. That's was called
0: in- suicide.
1: I know. Uh, <laughs> my sister-in-law. Esther had been, uh, she had flown out to watch the dogs, plus her boyfriend came, drove down from New York City. And so, you know, they're there, and I'm, like, trying to be social, but, like, halfway through dinner, you know, we got lobsters and shrimp and all this stuff that we made. Halfway through dinner, I'm just like, guys, I'm sorry, I gotta go to, I I can't be awake anymore. But, you know, swollen face and sinus infection and ear infection, uh, that stuff doesn't let you sleep. It don't give a. Look about what you're going through. Luckily, and this is something I always there's something that I, this is something that I sort of um, cautioned my wife about because she had a couple of surgeries um, over the last two years, and uh, she kept the pain medicine that she had. And I was just like, you should just get rid of it. You don't want to have that around. You don't want someone to steal it. You don't want you don't want that temptation. Thank God she didn't listen to me because she gave me a painkiller and that's the only way I got the 4 hours of sleep that I got from when we got home at 2 to when I woke up in the morning at Oh dude, 7.
0: I always always keep painkillers. When I get I don't get prescribed painkillers often but if I have to, man I try to ration that shit just in case you never know.
1: Oh no, trust me, I'm 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 on I'm fully on board after this incident.
0: Do you not get migraines anymore? Like I used to, I I thought you'd have some around because of your migraines, or is that not a thing anymore?
1: No, I mean I I rarely get migraines now just because I I tend to stop them before they get to a point of being full blown. Plus, um, I found I have found personally that Excedrin migraine does everything I needed to do. Really? Yeah. So if I feel a migraine coming or I get one. I'll take a Cedrin migraine, and I'll take two sleeping pills and go right the fuck to sleep. And I'll just sleep right through that shit.
0: Okay, and and I'm, that's good to hear, because, like, I've, in my old age, I've been getting, like, I never got migraines. And I, I know it's a hereditary thing, or can be. And and I started to get them, like, once. I I, I not, not anywhere <laughs> near where you got them, but, like, I might get a migraine once or twice a year.
1: Yeah, no. The last real bad migraine I had was uh, the last time Becky was in Kansas, and I had to leave work at like, I got to work at eight and left work at ten thirty, and I was just like, I got to get home before this explodes, and didn't quite make it because I had to stop because I didn't have any Excedrin, or I had to go back out because I didn't have any Excedrin, and um that shit was like, I felt like I had a pack of mules kicking the shit out of my head. But to clear things up, went to the dentist. Um, the, they decided that it will be better to just remove the tube, because he's like, we can crown it, but it'll cost a bunch, and just the way it's cracked, he's like, it's probably going to eventually, um, crack again, and just fall out, so better for us to take it out now, and we can just do a, um, dental implant. So, that's gonna suck, That that's my next Tuesday. Uh, but, um, all in all, it was a great weekend, and... After getting some antibiotics for my ear and my um, and my uh, sinus infection, I'm feeling much better. The last two days have been amazing because I've actually been able to sleep through the night without having to take heavy painkillers. So, yeah, yeah.
0: That, that's good to hear because I know um, I asked about when we wanted to set up recording. And you, for a minute there, I didn't know if you were even going to be able to because... You are talking about how much pain you were in and stuff like that. So it's good to hear that you're better.
1: Oh, yeah. Um,
0: I, think, I, I have one, one, one more question. Go have you on. found a doctor yet?
1: I have found a doctor. Good. I have found a doctor, and I have an appointment uh, the second week of November.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that sucks about new patients. Yeah, they don't give
1: up. a fuck. They're like, are you? is it an emergency? No? Fuck you. See you in three weeks.
0: Right. That's good. Um, I guess we can move on, and we're sorry for the long Carson Corner. Uh, In case you haven't noticed, this is probably going to be a long episode. Yeah. A lot to talk about, a lot of shit to to, to, get, to get through. through. So, uh, we're going to try to make it short and sweet and interesting.
1: Yeah, but we okay. wanna, we're want to. we going to get right into it and talk about what's going on. What's going on? As Marvin Gaye would say. Um, We're going to do some rapid fire stuff because there's just some stuff that's happened so long ago that, you know, what are we going to do about it? Brett Kavanaugh got confirmed. I believe, believe Reg and I called that shit. Yeah. Um, and one thing about this, and this is really kind of the big thing for me, all these people who thought that Susan Collins was somehow going to be the savior, um, you should have looked at her voting record to realize how much she's not. And, and it'll be interesting to see if the people of uh, Maine vote her out. She's in Maine, right?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Uh, it'll be interesting if they vote her out. I don't know if their memories will last that long, but you know. I don't.
0: Why? Why do you think they would vote her out?
1: Because one of the big things that has kept her in is the fact that she was a pro-life person, and she basically just put in a guy who's obviously not pro-life, a guy who would vote to overturn Roe versus Wade. Plus, there was a huge outcry from um, sexual assault victims, from women, from support groups, people who support her, who are like, you can't put this guy in. Well, it just I, seems
0: like she was just doing what her what the people who put her office wanted. Fuck her to do.
1: no, she definitely wasn't. She was doing what she thought the,
0: brass the party wanted,
1: wanted her to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which makes me wonder if she'll run again. Um, she might already know that she's not running again. And another thing, fuck Jeff Flake, right? I'm so sick of like, and this. I is, know
0: Jeff Flake, especially Jeff fucking Flake.
1: God man, go ahead. The thing about it, it's just like. Again, and this is the reason why I'm kind of sick of the whole resistance thing. Like, people just need to shut up until after the midterm elections to see if this resistance is actually real. Everyone was talking about how good of a man Jeff Flake was for for pushing to have this FBI investigation, knowing damn well that it was going to be bullshit. And knowing damn well he was going to vote for this guy. Like, literally, if he didn't see a tape of Brett Kavanaugh raping someone, he wasn't voting against that dude. Jeff Flake is the new... Uh, although we, I know he's this. This is his last term. You know he's basically in his last days. Um, but he's fucking John McCain, like the guy who's like, oh, I'm a maverick, but he's not really. He's like, I'm a maverick, but I'm still gonna vote against this. You know, he just wants a spotlight of holding things up to get political points for himself. Um, so yeah, fuck Brett Kavanaugh, fuck Susan Collins, fuck Jeff Flake, fuck Joe Manchin, that bitch in, from West Virginia. Um. You know, I got into a big Twitter beat about that about under like basically being upset that the d n c and the establishment supports people like um Joe Manchin just because they want someone who will win versus someone who actually uphold the policies and the ideals of the party um mm-hmm. it's I'm just sick of all the politics it's i'm I'm sick of it. Um, yeah, I'm, I
0: mean, and, and along those lines, we're, we're, this kind of ties into the next thing, uh, Beto O'Rourke in the midterms that, that you brought up. I just don't think that blue is coming. Like, and, and I, yeah, I'm sorry. Specifically with Beto O'Rourke, I don't think he's gonna win. I, he might get close. Who knows? I don't know. But like from what I understand, he get he's getting a lot of press, but I don't think that's translating to numbers. Uh, I think what you have I, – I don't even know if he's out um Ted Cruz at all. But but the thing is what's going to bother me is that when he does lose, if he loses I should say, um, the story is going to be that it's somehow a win because he got close. And that's the thing I'm tired of with the Democrats. I'm tired of them counting losses as wins. Like you win by winning, you don't win by losing, and that's all. That's all it comes down to. It doesn't matter if you lost the race by a second or if you lost it by half a second. The point is you lost, you know. And there's not a lot of um, a good prize for you know second runner-up in this shit.
1: Well, it's kind of you know that's just the way it is with uh with the Democratic Party. You know they're the kings of of moral victories and hey we try really hard you know like they just don't have the balls to do it right and unfortunately I think I think that the Democrats will do a lot of damage and I think they have the ability they a lot of different polls more polls I respect are showing that they're going to take a lot of seats and I think they I think I think the blue wave is will happen I just don't think it will be to the degree that everyone thinks, I still think they have a chance to take, um, to take the Senate. I still think they have a chance to do damage in the House and make it a little bit more even. For me, it's just, even if, even if they do take the House and the Senate, I don't expect them to do anything. They didn't do shit when they had it before. Like, the leadership in the House and the Senate are just lackluster. Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, those dudes are just fucking punching bags of humans. So, you know, I just, I want to believe, I just don't. I don't believe in their leadership. I don't believe that if they had all the power that they would know what to do with it anyways.
0: Yeah, I kind of feel like, in some sense, uh, the same way that the Republicans were uh, dogs chasing a car you know as the joker said wouldn't know what to do if i caught it and now that they're in charge i mean yeah they're getting some things done they got that tax thing but i mean with exception of that they haven't really done much of anything it's like they've got every lever of government and they should just be pushing things through and bulldozing over everybody to get their agenda done and they haven't really it's just kind of amazing when you really think about it but um yeah i think the democrats are going to be the same way i just don't I think the Republican Party the problem is they don't know their tent is too big and there are too many people you know pulling from other opposite sides uh that they can't they don't have an agenda their agenda was opposition and now that they're in charge, they just don't know what to do with it so um
1: yeah thank God for their incompetence
0: right especially especially Trump because if a more competent person we'd all be screwed. Uh, and and speaking of Trump news, uh, Kanye, Taylor Swift, it uh, seems like they switch roles, and every you know like can you? It is kind of amazing that we're living in a time where people are canceling Kanye and championing Taylor Swift.
1: Yeah, that was uh, I didn't. Well, here here's my thing. Um, I'm a Taylor Swift hater. Uh, I can appreciate what she's done in the way that she are, she's getting people in to vote. And I understand. You used to say, "Hey, you know, where the fuck were you when it when it could have mattered more?" But flip side also, you know, thanks for using your voice and your access and your privilege to do something good. I just think people are giving her too much credit. That that's my thing. It's like it's nice that you're that that you made this movement, but like you get crumbs, you get pennies, you don't get dollars. You know, you don't got you don't get enough cred. Um.
0: Uh well, I'm gonna let me put it like this. I'll I'll put it like this. I here's where I stand on Taylor Swift. I okay. I really don't care about celebrity and celebrity endorsements and all that stuff. At the same time, I think if you have a platform, you should probably use it. So where I'm at on Taylor Swift, I think um, your silence sometimes says more than what you do or don't do. What I, I take that back. What you don't do or don't say sometimes says more about you as a person, as opposed to what you do say and do. Because you know sometimes, in in most times, neutrality only helps the status quo and only helps the oppressor. Well, Sarah, Taylor Swift, it's not if she didn't want to take on the mantle as being a political figure and expressing her political views, I'm totally down with that, and I'm cool with that. And there are a lot of celebrities who just like that's not that's not the that's not the position I find myself in. That's not a position I want to be in. So I don't have a problem with that. The problem I had with Taylor Swift was when those proud boys and alt-right and neo-Nazis and all these people were championing her as one of them, that's when she should have at least stepped in to say, I'm not you, you know, in that sense, her silence aided the oppressors. And that's where I had a problem with with what Taylor Swift was doing. This
1: is my problem. And maybe I'm just a cynic, but I believe that, I believe that she's doing it now because it's most profitable to her. Like, it's most profitable after the Kavanaugh thing for her to come out and be like, let me get these, let me scoop up these women I didn't ever have. had. Let me scoop up these. Now's it's a moment for me to use this most to my advantage. And again, that could just be my cynic, you know, me being a cynic and me not liking Taylor Swift or her music. But I just, I don't think anything about her is genuine i think everything she does is for marketing and to make the most money and get the most exposure
0: um i i've heard people say that i guess the reason i don't buy it is partly my, my own opinion on this comes from ignorance and not really knowing the music industry and all that like like i said i don't i'm not in the celebrity um zeitgeist so i don't know like what her how but from what I understand it seems like her brand brand's already big and it's already you know, a powerhouse, Rush, so I don't your see brand how brand
1: is never too big.
0: Right, but I mean there aren't many acts bigger than her except for what? Beyonce and Lady Gaga? You know, that's, like she's
1: See no that's a fallacy. She's not one of the top seller as far as concerts go or as music goes. She has a bunch of hits. She had one really great CD, like nineteen eighty nine or something like that. But there are rock groups. I mean, fucking Metallica still makes more money than she does.
0: But um, I'm talking about female, but, but like, her brand is, like, she's one of the female icons, isn't she not?
1: I guess. Maybe a modern female icon. I, but, again, I don't – I think it's – I. not to be not to be misogynist or rude, but how hard is that? Like.
0: But I'm insane. I mean, when you talk about female – singers and and whatnot in the music industry there's like cardi b um
1: no don't don't, don't put cardi b ariana in that group they're not they're not they're right now cardi b could fade away in two years and and right but i'm saying
0: though but i'm saying taylor swift lady gaga i mean they're all have been like they're all in that conversation right now like no no
1: no? no, no, no. see listen here's the deal beyonce's number one right obviously obviously A step below her is Lady Gaga. Four steps below Lady Gaga is Taylor Swift, and there's no one in between them. She basically gets the bronze by default, but she's like the bronze where it's like, if you took Usain Bolt, Michael Johnson, the former, you know, the guy who was big in the 90s when we Mm -hmm. were growing up, Golden Shoes Man, and then she comes in third. So it looks good because she's on the podium, but if you look at the race, you're like, she actually lost the sprint by 30 seconds.
0: Okay,
1: that's so. You're saying opinion.
0: that she could be replaced.
1: I don't think that she can be replaced. Um, I just,
0: but I mean, if nobody could take the third place from her, then is that not a feat in a in of itself?
1: No, not necessarily. I mean, who's
0: challenging Taylor Swift for for third?
1: I don't think anyone is, but there also aren't that many runners in the race. Is my point? Like okay, like it's it's but, not. But,
0: but I guess that's why that's why I say like I don't see the business aspect of it because it's not like by her doing this she was gonna challenge Lady Gaga and it's not like by doing this she was ever going to lose her third place spot. So this is not this isn't a win win for her. It's it also is, not a lose lose. No,
1: it's it's a it's an only a win for her because that's the thing about it. It can only work out well for her because the people who are going to hate her for decisions are racist and everyone already hates them. And the people who hate racists who aren't Taylor Swift fans might go, "Now nah, I'm a Taylor Swift fan." Like all these people who basically are saying, "I'm down with Taylor Swift now." Like, okay, you know they don't fucking like her music, but they'll buy it now because she's a civil rights activist all of a sudden. Like, I,
0: okay, I'll I'll I'll
1: have I'll I'll bow before your
0: your uh, more informed knowledge and opinion. So well, don't uh, bow
1: too low because, like I said, I am very biased in my hatred for. All Things Taylor Swift, I think she's the most basic act, and I think if she wasn't white and blonde, she wouldn't be what she is. Like, that literally is the reason why she's... That's not literally the reason why, it's one of the biggest reasons why. That lady has made 13 hits that are all the same song. And, hmm, but okay. to close, to close the situation, because this is supposed to be rapid fire and it's not. I um, know, it's
0: not. It's, we tried so hard.
1: Kanye, I'm listen, I'm done talking about Kanye, Right. I know he did his whole um, SNL thing where he had his speech where he got laughed at. He talked about getting rid of, what, the 13th Amendment, 16th, whatever, 13th Amendment. Mm -hmm. Amendment. Um, He basically is just a mentally damaged.
0: He's a minstrel show right now.
1: uh, He's mentally ill, and there's no one around him who is strong enough or good enough are willing to stand up to him and say, Hey, you need to A be back on your medicines. B examine the things you're saying and the way you're damaging people. He like you say, he's a minstrel show. He's he's, uh, it up. he's a Big fucking, time. he's he literally is a definition of a house nigger. Like he just really is. He's Samuel L. Jackson and Django Unchained. That's who he fucking is right now. And um I took R. Kelly off of my list when that whole shit blew up and I became aware of it. Um, I had been listening to Kanye's music that I purchased because you know why destroy what you already have. But these last two weeks, his music's like I I've put his music away. It's next to Bill Cosby. I don't listen to it on my um, on Spotify anymore. I just can't. Give anything, even if it's micro pennies on the on the dollar to that motherfucker. Like, right.
0: I mean, because even if he gets micro pennies from a uh, from playing it on Spotify, that's too much.
1: It's too much.
0: And, and here's the the thing. My my take on the whole thing. Uh, I yeah, I agree with everything you said. My biggest problem is I'm tired of people saying that what he did is because he's got mental issues or mental. You know he needs some mental therapy or anything like that. And, and the reason I say that is because I'm just tired of the. And it, it seems to be a recurring theme in these past few years when there's a shooter, it's a mental health issue. Um, Kanye mental health issue. And uh, I just wish people would stop assigning mental health issues to people when we don't know. Like unless you're a psychiatrist or psychologist. Fa-
1: to, to be fair, he does have mental health issues. Um, like. I don't know if you remember, like, three years ago where he was acting crazy and then all of a sudden he bounced back out. That's because his manager, his people got him on medication. Like, he legit has a mental health issue. Like, that's... Well, when okay. Kanye if... West, diagnosed. It's not one of those, okay. I'm excusing, diagnosed, that motherfucker. Because that's the reason why, like, if you look at someone's posts, like, three weeks ago, he's like, I'm not on this medicine anymore. They're trying to poison me. They're trying to brainwash me. Motherfucker's not taking his medicine. Like, straight up.
0: Okay, sure. then again, again, I stand corrected, and I thank you because, like, it's just I'm, and, and I'll take Kanye out of my point because I still think my point stands. Is just I'm tired of people saying that that people who act it, it, against society, like antisocial people, or people who um, act in, in ways that we don't approve of, or are bad for society, or somehow mentally ill because, like, I've we've come to a point where mental illness is something that we're talking about and trying to address and talking about it in much different ways than we have in the past. I mean, in the past you had a mental problem, you hid that shit because that would ruin your career. That's not the case anymore. It's still not where it should be. But when you have people like Roseanne and Trump and people like, well, they've got dementia, they've got this and that, it's, it. It harms people who really suffer from those things or really have to deal with those things because it makes it seem like, you know, somebody could just be evil. Somebody could just be a racist and a racist racism is not a mental illness. One hundred. That's just all I wanted to say about that. And and I stand corrected on the Kanye thing, because apparently he re- actually does have diagnosed mental issues. And, and and then which makes it even sadder because everybody's just using him even use, even using his downfall, you know, to benefit themselves. And yep. that's really a shame.
1: Let's well, just every, uh, everyone's too afraid to get off the money train. No, one, that's the reason why no one stand up to him. Because you stood up, he'll mm-hmm. throw you out. His longtime manager—that's what happened to him. He was like, "You need to get back on your medicine. you're fucking your career. You need help. You need to get away from the limelight." And he fired him.
0: Hmm. Um. So, in other stuff, uh, Venom superhero news—I kind of wanted to talk about that briefly and. Um, Real quick, I saw Venom. I thought it was okay. I think it 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 benefits from low low expectations. And I'll just say this: I was shocked that it took the box office on on our fantasy movie league or whatever I didn't even play it because I thought the Lady Gaga fans were going to come out and uh,
1: Fucking with <laughs> Gaga fans. Right? Where the fuck? Were, where Fucked were you? Fucked me over.
0: I, I trusted you. <laughs> trusted you. I believed in you. There's nothing but Gaga. Nobody was talking about Venom. Uh-uh.
1: Nobody. Well, people hated uh. it before they were going, so I was like, no one's right. going to go see this.
0: Nobody's going to see this. Upgrade was a better movie and it came out already. We don't need to see this movie. Yep. Who asked for Venom? Number one in the box office. a matter of fact, I think it's going to be uh, Homecoming Records. Spider Man Homecoming. Wasn't it
1: number one two weeks in a row? Two
0: weeks in a row. Two weeks wow. in a row.
1: Yeah, not, I don't know what's going on with that. And,
0: and here's the th- funny thing about it. People are talking about it might beat Halloween this weekend.
1: What? How is that possible?
0: What? Anyway. <sighs> uh, I just wanted to bring that up to say, um, I've said this before, superhero fatigue might be setting in. I'm getting to a point now where I'm like, I can't wait for um, Avengers Infinity War to come out so that I can... S- stop seeing all these superhero movies
1: like you're gonna do that
0: i'm not going to but i'm saying i and, and here's the thing though the only reason superhero fatigue hasn't truly set in is because while i do pay for movies i kind of don't pay for movies because i got the you know the amc uh plus thing so like i pay twenty dollars a month i get to see three movies a week you know so in that sense I'm not paying for I I don't I don't feel like I'm paying for movies so it's easy to go see a bunch of stuff when you you know you're not really paying for it if if that makes sense. So like if but I'm like if I had to pay to see Aquaman, I don't know that I would if it wasn't for Cinema Chat. Like Aquaman doesn't look good.
1: Uh see I disagree. I the first trailer I was like this movie's going to be fucking or the teaser it's like this okay maybe this will be all right. And then the first trailer I was like this is fucking garbage. But this last trailer, I'm like, you know what? I'm in it. I'm, I'm there for it. I think it's going to be good. Uh, I hope I'm
0: wrong. I don't think I am, though.
1: I think it's going to be good. Plus, I trust... I, here's the thing. Um, I have, since... Uh, since the disaster that was... Uh, Justice League? No, no, no. I, see, that's the thing. I don't think Justice League was a disaster. I think people hate Justice League because they want to hate DC.
0: Justice League was a disaster. Justice dude. League
1: is an entertaining movie. I have, I watch it all the time. I watch it all the time. I enjoy it. I love the way I love the sort of the way the group interacts. The flash to me brings that group together. I love the way you can see the humanity coming back in Cyborg as he's trying to figure out what the fuck he is. Yes, Stefan Wolf is not a very good villain. It you know, it's just not good. But, like, the scene where he's uh, fighting the Amazons, this, I like that scene. The, the the fight scene in Atlantis sucked. It's too short. Um, the fight scene where they're in Gotham Harbor. Loved it. And then the fight scene at the end, Superman coming back. I loved all of it. It actually okay. makes me sad be, to think, like, they're piecing this beautiful foundation together. And it's not quite perfect. It's kind of – it reminded me of the first X-Men movie where you're like – you know what this could have been a better movie
0: whoa 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 Do not, do not okay listen this is supposed to be rapid fire and and that that what you just said there could take a whole show because you put x-men and justice league in the same breath as if they were equivalent when's the last time let me
1: ask you this when's the last time you saw x-men because you want to know why x-men is so revered it's because the other movies that came out there were so shitty if you rewatch X Men, it's not that great of a movie.
0: You foolish! You Is are full really, of it right now. Rich, what, what's cool, what's the right cool what's the
1: cool fight scene? The 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 thirty second fight scene between uh fucking uh Sabretooth and wolverine the the two it's not
0: just about the action it's about the setup it's about no, I, I the fact get, that i get that that, but... that yeah, the, the whole time he's being hunted you think they're after wolverine and then magneto's like i'm not after wolverine the interaction between charles and magneto the fact that they're you can tell that they're friends and that they are uh that they have respect for each other that they want no. the same thing but are going about it in different ways i think you're, talking about, I think you're talking about movie. first.
1: i think you're talking about first class rich Cause that, no, that, I'm talking about that, the first one. That is a great interaction where, between Charles and Magneto. You rewatch that second movie. It's just not the, the first movie. It's
0: Remember when that great. when Magneto's at the Senate hearing and then he's walking away and Charles is like, and he, she's like, Charles, what are you looking for up here? He's like, I'm looking for hope, Eric. He's like, I'll bring you hope, Charles. I'll ask you, don't get in my way. And he's like, he's busy. that. Oh, come on. Nope. Come on, dude. Nope.
1: I right, Come first on, of all, dude. What I say, I didn't say it is the same as X-Men. I said it's similar in the fact that the foundation they built... It's
0: similar because they're both superhero movies, and that's no, where that that's begins and it. That,
1: that's not true. It's similar in the sense that they both built a shaky foundation that should have propelled them into greater movies, and X-Men didn't do it, and Justice League's not going to have that chance because you're not going to get to see... Because I don't know who they're going to get next as Superman, but he's not going to be better than... Um, then Carvel or Cavell, whatever his name is, I um, think
0: Campbell's still in it.
1: I hope he is because he. That's the thing that I love at the end where they're like, they <coughs> they show the picture of the of the six of them up top. Um, and it's like you get to see the almost a pairing. Where it's like you have the fist bump between the accidents, Flash and, and Cyborg. You have Batman and Superman, the fo- the foils of each other next to each. Next to each other, and then you have the two warring races, the Atlanteans and the Amazons, um, and it's like you have this union of them where they're like, We've rebuilt this, we've rebuilt a union that could defend this planet, that could defend this earth from what's will come, what has come, and what will come. And I think if people just sit back and look at that movie and stop trying to. Analyze it like it's an Oscar movie And just enjoy the movie for what it is Enjoy the small laughs that they throw in Like It's it's really a good movie People just hate that movie because they want to hate all things DC And that's kind of the way I feel about DC movies now I don't know that they can make a movie That people won't automatically hate People are just set in their ways that DC movies suck And they're going to hate them all It's the reason why people hate Man of Steel Even though it's a great movie because it's a dc movie it's terrible I'll
0: agree with you on that because people talk about man is still like his crap and and again rapid fire not all that rapid nope. we don't know the definition of the word so we're gonna have to change this segment whenever it comes up um last superhero stuff iron Fist season two canceled
1: people are trying to get them to bring it back um I don't really get it uh I haven't seen season two I think it's again I liked uh I didn't like season one season one wasn't great I liked him in Defenders. I liked him in Season 2 of Luke Cage.
0: Okay, I'll give you that. I liked him in Season 2 of Luke Cage. And after seeing him in Season 2 of Luke Cage, I was like, I'm interested in in, in what they do with Season 2. So I was like, I was going to – the only reason I got through Season 2 was because I, again, somebody – I asked for spoilers and they told me how it ended. Yeah, and I was like, know, I want to see how they get there.
1: We know. You said.
0: Yeah. So, like, I was interested in the Season 3. Um, I'm not going to lose sleep. that it's not coming, though.
1: Um, personally I just wish that, um, personally I just wish that, uh, they would, I hope they don't get rid of the character, I hope they use him as a side character, especially in Luke Cage, I want to see Heroes for Hire, um, although it doesn't look like Luke Cage is going in that direction, uh, I just, there's so much that they could have done with him and I feel bad, I feel like the people who, the showrunners fucked it up. Uh, could have been great. But, hey, it's gone for now. We'll see how long it is. Uh, but, hey, uh, Daredevil's almost out. That comes out soon, if it's not already out.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's coming out real soon. Like, this month, I think. Uh, it, I hope it's not out already, because I still have to watch Haunting on Hill House.
1: Um. Alright, well... Hey, how long have we been recording?
0: Uh, we started at 7.
1: Oh, I thought you stopped your recording. Oh, you did no, stop. But you, yeah, you didn't. I
0: restarted. That. Oh yeah. my God, are you recording? This thing is not recording.
1: Yes, I am recording.
0: Thank fuck, thank God. Jeez.
1: Arch, I can't count on you for shit.
0: You can't. I'm, I'm just, I'm garbage. I'm start, I started recording now, but. Oh
1: yeah, that's gonna help. Out, that's right. not gonna help
0: at all. Uh. So anyway. I'm
1: 45 minutes into it.
0: No, an hour. No, we I'm started saying, at 7. We've yeah. been
1: talking for an hour and 45 minutes. Because I never turned my recorder off. Uh, but what do you want to do? Because we still got a shitload of stuff to go through. If we've been talking for an hour...
0: Uh, let's skip the calling cops on people.
1: Yeah, well, that will still be fresh next week.
0: Yeah. Um, let's talk... I do want to talk about the Saudi Arabia thing. Uh, we can... Skip basketball and Red Sox?
1: I just want to touch on this. I won't. I will not. I okay. Won't be very quick with this. Um, um, so let's do Saudi Arabia. Um, I'll do sports, and then we'll do 31 Days of Halloween, because that can then lead us into Hotel Artemis, if you want to talk about that. Cause that's okay, what yeah. That. I want to know what your opinion all is. Okay. Cool. So hmm. that finishes what was supposed to be our rapid fire Section, but you know, sometimes you got to talk about this shit. You can't just say things to say, right? You know, Um, but we did want to quickly. We like to talk. (laughs) We definitely like to hear our voices. Um, We do want to talk about um, one of the big stories going on, and that's the murder of um, Saudi journalists uh, in Turkey at the Saudi uh, uh, embassy. His name, oh boy, here we go. Jamal Khashoggi, Jamal Khashoggi, I think. I feel, I like, I feel like I turned like... his name into like part Arab and then just like Japanese at the end. Mm. I almost said, uh, "Well, no, I won't say it." Anyways, um, he was ordered to the Saudi embassy in um, uh, in Istanbul and uh, to the consulate on October second. He walked in and never walked out now there uh, the Turks say that they have um, audio of him being murdered and tortured they have they say that he basically <laughs> was killed within minutes of entering the um, consulate and it really has been a big shit show for the Saudis, particularly the Crown Prince uh, who evidently in his mind thought that he could openly murder someone and it not fucking be an issue like which probably because they've done it before um, to be honest but um, it's just one of those things where it's like this in a normal situation this would be a telling time for relationships between a nation and the world you know if this was a nation like Afghanistan or North Korea, there would be immediate calls for sanctions. There would be immediate calls for action against these people. The UN, the World Health Organization, all these different places would be looking at hitting these people hard. But because it's the Saudis who have a shit ton of oil and a shit ton of money and a shit ton of influence, you have all these people like our president, um, human dumpster fire Donald Trump. It's basically from the outset trying to be like, uh, you know, they say this might be rogue elements or first initially saying that they, you know, agreeing with him that they didn't do it um, because the king... Or that
0: he left, you know, know, like, oh, he left.
1: No, no, my favorite thing is he comes out and says, yeah, the king says he didn't do it, and I believe him because he gave me a very firm denial, which, like, what the... He's such a fucking child. But he
0: doesn't believe Christine for, you know, Blasey for...
1: Well, here's my thing. I, I, this is what I thought was funny. I was watching some of the um, Sunday talk shows um, on Monday after when I was homesick, and one of uh, Bush, um, George W. Bush's, uh, former administrators was like, "I called the Saudi King the day after 9 11, and he assured us that they had nothing to do with it." and that it was an Israeli plot, then come to find out, like, 11 of the 12 bombers were Saudis. Like, he's like, you can't trust these people. They will lie to you. They'll do these things. They'll help. They'll know about it. They'll have knowledge of it. They'll help other people. And then they'll lie to your face because they don't think that there's going to be any consequences because there never are.
0: Yeah. But what I don't understand about all this is why this particular death is... Okay. Uh this is not gonna this is not gonna don't take this the wrong way. What I don't understand is why this particular death is so important. Meaning this is not something all that unusual for them to do. It's not unusual for them to disappear their own citizens. It's not unusual for America to disappear people we don't like. But what I don't get is why this particular one is it just because he's a journalist and he has uh what was it the New York Times or something?
1: it's, it's because it was because of how vocal and how visual he was. Like, he has been openly going against the Saudi um, government with what they're doing in Yemen, with the way they are attacking Qatar, the way they are using their influence in the Middle East to destabilize and corrupt people and to attack people and kill people. So this guy is super visual. Like Okay. He's, he's out there. That's the reason why he's been in Turkey was because he knew he can't go back to Saudi Arabia, or he would be thrown in jail, and he would, you know, they give him a long prison sentence. And he's been fighting for the release of a fellow journalist who um, was, imp- who is imprisoned in Egypt, who's serving a five-year prison prison sentence for um, protesting and showing the atrocities that the Egyptian government have been doing. So this was very, very. This is a guy who's very vocal, who's very out there, and also. He's a guy who has citizenship to multiple countries. You know, um, Turkey I believe had given him citizenship. He's a permanent U.S. resident. Um, so this is one of those things where it's like you killed the wrong type of the person too openly. Uh. Because you know, there was a, um, a journalist in Bulgaria who was beaten and raped and killed days before, um, Jamal died. And that got some press but not a lot of press because she wasn't as vocal and also you know they can almost push her murder as to being like well yeah she was killed but you know she was working in violent places and she had enemies and could have been organized crime could have just been a break in could have been whatever um but this is obvious like this is this is old 1960s 1970s pinochet style we're gonna take you out in the open, not necessarily in the open, but open enough that it lets other people know this is what happens when you criticize us. We yeah. put you down, and this shit just can't be allowed. Like,
0: so, know. so, do you think anything's gonna come of it? Because, like, I know that there are a lot of business, uh, like there's supposed to be a big conference that they were gonna go to or haven't in, in Saudi Arabia, and a lot of people have been pulling out of that. Um. Not everybody, of course, but like some people have. Do you think anything going to come of this?
1: I think it all matters on what... Um, well, then you can't trust America. That's that's the thing, you know. I think Canada, I think the Western nations, I think a lot of um, Asian nations will step back away from Saudi Arabia. But people aren't... There's so many billion dollar deals with them that I don't know that it's going to matter. Um, I want to say that, yeah, you know, this. That'll be enough to make. Them. H- force someone to be held accountable. The problem is, like, it's not like the Saudis are going to be like, yeah, the Crown Prince did this, even though everyone knows he did it. You know, it's not like anyone who really matters is going to see jail time. They'll find some diplomat or someone close in their circle who will fall on the sword uh there'll probably be a cash settlement to his family and to the turks but you know it's united i mean trump's already said you know weapons the weapons deal ending the weapons deal is off the table so what do you right. do at that point you know what, mm-hmm. how do you punish them people and, aren't gonna stop taking saudi oil that's that's just what yeah
0: that's the do. thing like they've got the oil so it's like I, I even wonder why they're going through the, the lip service because, like, it I don't know, if I was in Saudi Arabia's position and I was the type of people that they seem that they are, I would just be big balling and be like, what are you going to do to us? You know, I mean, the same way America is like when people are like, you guys are war criminals. Fine, take us to Geneva. See how that works. Like, I don't understand why Saudi Arabia doesn't do that.
1: Well, because if they do that, then they just admit, then they become the USSR, where they're just like, "Yo, we're killing people."
0: Right, but I mean, we know that they are, and so what? I mean, I guess that's I guess that's what I'm saying. I'd be like, "So what if we kill people? You're not are you going to stop doing business with us? You're going to stop taking our oil? Then shut the hell up about how we do what we do."
1: Well, because it's like it's kind of like the whole idea with um, with Trump when you heard about him, you know having this idea, like, why don't we just kill uh, Assad? And it's just like, you can't be that open. Like, if if the Russians had a good relationship with Saudi Arabia, I bet Putin would have called and been like, yo, man, you don't kill people like that. You send other people to kill people like that. But,
0: I mean, that's the thing, though, because Putin and their poisoning people left and right, just all willy-nilly.
1: Yes, but you can't prove it's them. It's uh, most likely okay. it's them, but there's, n- there you can't, there's not, in all those cases, there's never been a person where, like, this guy, this Russian, came through these links, was, a, we have evidence of him being near these people, you know, it's just, shit happens, and they all happen to be enemies of Russia. But you can't directly tie it to them. This, I mean, they fucking, the idea, and that's the reason why it's so bad, it's like, they've had to change their story so many times because... The Turks just keep releasing the information, and people keep asking questions, and it's like, you can tell that this, their response to it is all on the fly. Because at first, it's like, there's no way we did it. He left. Well, that's funny, because we have video all around your consulate. and we see him walk in, and we never see him walk out. Why is that? And they're like, uh... Well, then they they maybe... brought in a,
0: a, a death squad with like bone saws and crap and things and, like that. Well,
1: that's the thing. It's just like if he he was killed minutes from walking in, because then they were like, well, it might have been the operation of a rogue of rogue people within the government, and everyone's like, that's not the way you operate. Everyone knows that. Um, and then it was well, maybe it was an interrogation that went wrong. But then you know, Chuck's like, yeah, we have this tape that's evidence that he was killed minutes after he walked in. So you know how what was the interrogation a one question interrogation and they killed him? and then the I, the fact that they had people ready to dismember the body like you know that's the thing like if i'm if i'm going to kill someone and get rid of the body that that shows premeditation
0: mhm
1: and that's the problem with this whole thing like it's very obvious that this was premeditated and that they planned on killing this guy
0: yeah, I mean, it's, it's sad all around and I feel so bad for the family because, you know, they're probably not going to get that – I mean, they're not going to get the body back to yeah. – you know, they, they they have nothing except for, you know, what they remember of him and that's, that's – you know, that's in some ways is kind of the worst thing. Like you, you hear people who've, you know, lost family and – and, and things like that, and they're like, the worst part is we have nothing to bury, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, and that's the thing. It's like, even now, Trump is being forced to just to admit to the fact that, like, yeah, this guy is, you know, he concedes that he's probably dead. You know, he, he just canceled, um, he made the treasurer, Secretary um, Steve Munchen um, pull out of the Saudi Investment Conference, um, and now Secretary Mike Pompeo went from being like, no, I haven't been given details or heard about this tape to being like, yeah, so, you know, I've heard some things, I've been given some evidence that is making this seem very likely, and, you know, he's warning the Crown Prince that his credibility is at stake, and it's just like... And this is the same Crown Prince who, as soon as he was elected, had a bunch of his quote-unquote competitors arrested. So, like, this guy is...
0: A yeah, worst beast. case scenario, he's a bad... Bad hombre. Yeah, is he's,
1: he's yeah, he's like a fucking sociopath, psychopath, and his shit is just coming out. Like one of his brothers got, mm-hmm. sarca- um quotations shot down. His helicopter went down. You know, it's like this dude is. Ooh boy, no, it's not good. Mm-hmm. It's it's just not good. But to end the show along a lighter note. sports sports and more sports uh was the european soccer break uh so i didn't get to watch too much i did see the united states lose and draw but you know u.s soccer's garbage but basketball's back for all you people who love pro basketball celtics are looking amazing golden state they're going to do their thing i think they're going to be the two people who end up fighting for the championship and i think the celtics have a very good chance of beating them if you want to have a good preview not to uh, promote another podcast, but you should check out the Culture Kings episode on the basketball
0: uh, promote the hell out of them 2018-2019
1: um, season and it was, a, it was a really good episode and I liked a lot of what they said uh, but yeah, basketball's back I mean, I
0: liked it so much to the point where I think I might try and follow basketball this this season just to, you know because the way people, at least the Culture Kings specifically talked about it, I feel like I'm missing out by not following basketball. It's going to be a
1: good basketball. Year. Last season was really great. The parody, especially out west, was great. It's going to be a good season again, I think. Um, but in other great news, as a Boston resident and a longtime Red Sox fan, my Red Sox are one win away from the World Series. Uh, up 3-1 against the Houston Astros, defending World Series champions. They are, are playing tonight because we're recording on Thursday. Um, so maybe by the time you hear this they may already be um, waiting to see if they're going to be playing the Dodgers or the Brewers and last but not least today October eighteenth, 2018 it's a 50 year anniversary of the Olympic protests by Tommy Smith and John Carlos um, two um, track and field Olympians who raised close fists in the sign of black power and black strength who eventually would be stripped of their medals unfairly Um, it's is a great story you should really check it out there's a lot of good articles on Twitter and online. You should also check out the story about their fellow um, American uh teammate uh, who I believe stood with them and also suffered a lot of so consequences being a man from the midwest uh a lot of people were not happy with him not coming out against them and uh, it's a really good uh it's just a really sad tragic but great story of two people who. Stood their ground and understood the importance of a moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, just think about you know what's going on today in the NFL. You know, it's just I don't know. It's amazing that you know we're still here, where you know people are still having to protest this stuff and still being punished for their protests.
1: Yeah. Oh, one other thing about the Saudi thing. Not to get back into the sad, into the sad, that sad story, but. No you know what I thought was the most fucked up thing? The fact that the Saudi were like, yeah, um, the Turkish officials can send in a team to investigate the consulate and the room where he was interrogated. But then two days before, sent a fucking cleaning crew through and had them bleach the whole fucking place. Mm. That's some fucked up shit. Yeah. That's some fucked up Halloween shit.
0: Speaking of Halloween,
1: 31 days of Halloween.
0: Uh, we're going to be brief because we've been running long. Uh, how How's your challenge been Jonathan I know um, I'm personally I'm playing catch up uh, Real quick what, what are a couple And if you don't know 31 days of Halloween Is for the month of October try to watch 31 horror movies or scary movies uh, For Halloween You know kind of uh, It's it's like a, a marathon of sorts um, I've tried it every year And I, I think the most I did was like 20 this year I'm playing catch up I'm going to do it this year
1: um I plan I agree as well. I am also playing catch up. I started out really well but just wedding stuff, being sick. I was like in too much pain to watch movies. That I would pass out, and miss them and I'm kind of a stickler. I'm like you have to watch it all through and through or else it doesn't count. Um I am currently uh at 13 movies. I only have 10 on my spreadsheet, but I have 3 movies I have to add from the last 2 days. I'm going to add another one tonight. Um some highlights, Scream 4, a movie I hadn't seen and, to be honest, didn't even know it was out. Um, I watched a movie, The Void, the other night. Uh, it was on mm-hmm. Netflix. It was a very interesting movie, pretty short. Uh, a movie I enjoyed just because, one, I like bad movies. Uh, the acting was bad, but it gives me everything I liked. You know, death right at the beginning. A whole bunch of characters you don't really like, so you're okay if they get killed. Which then leads into this strange area where you're like, I now want them to die. They suck so bad. Um, I saw The Wicker Man for the first time. Uh, Mr. Oh, nice. Nick Cage. Yeah, that movie. Is, the bees! Yeah, The bees! Not good. That movie's not good. But it was... Uh... See, that movie... It, this is the thing. I like scary movies, but I don't like scary movies where people make all the wrong decisions all the damn time. Like, in The Wicker Man, where he's, like, at the end, and he's like, I'll shoot you, and his gun has no bullets in it. And I'm like, you purposely went back to your room to get your gun, but you didn't check to see if bullets were in your fucking magazine? <laughs> like, who does that? <laughs> it's, it's someone explain that shit to me. Um, So that kind of pissed me off, but it's still a, a good end. Uh, I saw The Descent 2 for the first time. Oh, you
0: haven't you not seen that? I had I hadn't
1: seen it because I couldn't find a place to watch it. and I wasn't gonna buy it sight unseen, because mm-hmm. I like I really liked the first descent the first descent, but I wasn't sure that the second one was gonna be that good. I really enjoyed it. It was on HBO. Um, again, a great movie with some real fucked up creatures. Um, although I feel like the descent is one of those movies where it's like if you're not the first person to die and you see them during the first attack, and you just figure out, like, oh, these guys, you know, they do it by silence, you should easily survive that movie. Right. Not easily, but you should get have a chance. More of a mm-hmm. chance than you do in, like, possession movies. Uh, but last but not least, my the best movies I've seen in my 31 days so far, Cabin in the Woods, I hadn't seen that. I owned it. Finally watched it. Great fucking movie. Uh, and Train to Busan. Um, Chinese oh, film. Oh, yeah. No, zombie Korean. film. Korean? Korean? Korean. Oh, I thought it was Chinese. Um, Korean film, really good, uh, really, really, really good. I've been suggesting that to everyone who's like, I need to see something. I'm like, well, if you don't mind subtitles, Train to Busan is where the fuck it's at. That movie is really good. Um, it I like it because it invokes multiple, um, invokes multiple emotions. Like, you're angry at people. You want people to survive so bad a few people when they lose you're just like damn my soul um, so it's a great movie uh, I think I gave what I give it? I gave it a 9 out of 10 9.3 on the Olympic skill scale, scale. it's just <laughs> a really great movie I thoroughly enjoyed it what's the best movie you've seen Red so far of your 31 Um, the
0: best movie I saw was this movie called Ermentari Aaron Mentari, I think uh, is that the, the Blacksmith one on and the Devil. Yeah, it's a Netflix joint, and, and what I like about it is they they um, it's in subs and dubs, so you can choose. But you know, one thing, one of the problems I've had with um Netflix is that like they don't stream their their uh. Dubbed movies, so you know if you're gonna watch a movie, you have to watch it in dubs if you're streaming it, yeah. which sucks because at night, like if I want to watch a movie as I'm going to bed, it means I have to ha- keep my glasses on or something, you know. Um, but uh, this one they they streamed this dubs and it's really good. The Blacksmith and the Devil. It's like about this blacksmith who um is it's a period piece. He captured uh, a demon and and all the things that are around that and the people in this town are out to to, you know, get him and, and, and things like that. And it's, it's really, really good. I highly recommend it. Like nine out of 10. Good. Um, I also watched this movie, uh, malevolent, not a fan. Like I was starting out with a bunch of taking a bunch of L's on, on this Halloween thing. Oh, uh,
1: um, uh,
0: American Guys, I watched that was an L. Um, I, I watched, I rewatched, um, Queen of the Damned, uh, that's a that's a win, but uh, I did rewatch it. So uh, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. I tried to watch that, couldn't really get into. It. I'm going to try that again. Um, uh, Keep back the, I think it's called Keep Back the Dark, another movie that's on Netflix. That was actually pretty good. I don't I don't know if it's horror, but I'm going to count it as one because it's like a suspense thriller type thing, and it, it's uh I, I don't know it, it, it it's on the border enough that i'm gonna count it um but uh one movie i'm, I'm planning on checking off my uh shame list <sighs> shining it's 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 on netflix streaming so and, and here's the thing i know i should be ashamed as a movie fan uh a cinephile As a horror fan, I should be ashamed that I haven't watched this, but I've tried to watch... I've rented this thing, like, back in the day when you rented movies. I I rented it, like, three times. And and the thing is, it's, like, it's so much part of the zeitgeist that I felt like I'd seen it that I couldn't watch it, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like... This is kind of obscure, but, I mean, for cinephiles, it would be like trying to watch and Green. I mean, you know it's made of people, so... <laughs> you know, like... You know... Uh, or... or uh, what's that? Um, Red Rum. Help me out here. Uh, Citizen Kane. You know, yeah. like... It, it's talked about so much. You kind of feel like you've seen it, even if you haven't seen it. But I'm actually going to sit down and watch uh, The Shining. Also, Halloween is coming out this um, this weekend, so I'll be watching that. Um, there's this movie, Bloodfest uh i'm gonna check it out why the heck not it's in theaters i'll check that That out out. and then um on my list um to end it the witch i'm gonna watch that again because there's so many people there's so many fans and stuff out there i've got to watch it and figure it out uh figure out if you know maybe i was just in the wrong headspace or if i really didn't like it
1: that movie sucks
0: Yeah. yeah oh oh i'm sorry this is the last movie mandy um, Nicolas Cage, it's like this really weird movie it came out a while ago I'm gonna sit down and watch that I'm, I'm looking forward to watching it because people are like, this is Nicolas Cage at, this most Nicolas Cage so I gotta check
1: that out um yeah, I have The Wailing on my list um, I wanted to watch it the other night after I watched The Void, but it was like 9 o'clock and The Wailing's like two and a half fucking hours I was like, fuck that, I don't got time for that I gotta prepare for that shit um, so I'm going to do that, uh, this weekend when I go up to, uh, to the cabin or whatever the hell place we're going. Um, I also want to see, God, what was that movie? Terrifier? Terrorizer? Um, and, uh, I'm going to rewatch the Exorcist and evil, the evil Dead this, this weekend for sure.
0: It's good. Nice. Nice.
1: Now, one last thing before we end the show. Now, I watched this movie that I, at the time, I, you told me you didn't like and it wasn't good. And that movie's Hotel Artemis. Um, I don't know that we watched the same movie because I thoroughly enjoyed that movie.
0: I don't know what to say right now.
1: I just don't know what you hated about it. I thought it was,
0: because you were like, I thought it was a missed opportunity all around. Um, because there are a lot of things they bring up. Uh, they, they made a big deal about the score. Like, I thought all these people were going to come. You know, I thought they were coming in there to get back what they stole. It wasn't about that. That actually never, almost never comes up again. Uh, the fight scenes I didn't think were all that memorable. There are there a lot of scenes where people could have just left and, and walked away and survived. And they didn't for whatever reason. And I just...
1: it was. But they couldn't.
0: No, they could because they had that that tunnel in the, the the exit from the back that they all could have gone in no, into.
1: No one knew about that outside of the the two nurses who ran the building. No one knew it. Like that's the whole thing. That's the reason why I liked about it. Like, you know, the riot, the riot caused so much confusion that, you know, they probably didn't even know the diamonds were missing. Like that's the thing I liked about the movie. And I don't know if you're upset about the. If if you feel like the preview was misleading, I don't remember the previews for that movie, um, but from what I remember, the previews and then seeing the movie was exactly what I wanted and more. Like you have this hotel where, you know, there are the rules: no weapons, no attacking guests, no, you know, uh, being rude to the to the workers. Like I I felt like everything was so, was done so well uh, in that movie. And I felt, I felt like all the characters in the movie, and this is one of the things, um, uh, 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 you want to get a high score for me as far as movies go, have a movie where the characters are portrayed one way and they act that way perfectly the rest of the time. They don't break, they don't do something because they think the audience wants them to do that. You know, like Charlie's character who's the douchebag, human garbage, um, arms dealer. He's a piece of shit from the first second you see him to the moment he ends. The uh, Sterling K. Brown, he is someone who is loyal to a fault the entire way. He just never learns his lesson. Like, until the very end. That's what I loved about the movie. Everyone did... The, the, the character personalities that they were given, they flexed fully and they fully embrace them. Even Jeff Goldblum. Him coming in, like... I loved that whole movie. Everyone did such a great job acting. The It didn't feel like... I felt like it was as long as it needed to be. I didn't feel like it, it needed to be longer. I didn't feel like it was too long. For me, it hit all the boxes. And Dave Bautista, that, in that movie, Dave Bautista reminded me of why people think he's such a good actor. It might be one of the movies for me that and the uh his his small role in blade runner 2049 those might be the two movies that are like yeah he needs to be in more roles he does more with what they give him than should be expected from a guy who you don't think of as a classically trained actor
0: well i'm glad you're finally on the batista train
1: i've always been on the batista train i just felt like he that sometimes he I always felt like he was in the roles he was in because that was as much as he could act like that. He was, they never gave him more than he could handle. And I think that now it's like, he probably can handle a lot more than he's given.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: But that movie, I suggest rewatching. It's a, that's such a great movie. Well, that's all I got.
0: Yeah. I think, uh, sorry for keeping here for so long. Uh, like I said, It's a long one. We had a lot of stuff to catch up on and and a lot of stuff because of, you know, circumstances not within our control. Um, But we'll be back to our normal episode next week. And I know we'll be talking about some some TV stuff because, like, there's some TV stuff we wanted to talk about that we'll get back to that. And then, of course, we'll still have. Yeah, we'll still have Halloween stuff to talk about. Um, So, uh, as always, we want to thank you all for listening. Uh, Speak your truth. Tell your story. And say woke. Oh, and follow me on Instagram, and if you're a Facebook friend, I guess there, too, for pictures. Um, Instagram only lets you do 10 at a time, and I took so many that I don't know that
1: I'm going to put all 100 and some odd. He's going (laughs) to do it. He's going to do 10 a day for the next 20 days. (laughs)
0: it'd be like 10 a day for yeah 20 days probably well probably the next month if i really wanted to but uh we'll see we'll see I i might just put like the best 100 or so on instagram i don't know but uh as always yeah thank you all for listening we'll talk to you later bye bye you can find john at tempe wmf on twitter and instagram and you can find his other stuff at tempesworld.com
1: and you can find reggie at Hadonis that's h-i-double-d-a-n-a-s he co-hosts in my humble opinion and the cinema chat podcast